0: Welcome to Drop a Word podcast, hosted by Reverend Brenda Murray. This podcast is designed for illumination, application, and transformation. Illumination, you understand what you have heard. Application, you apply to your life what you have heard. And that's where transformation takes place. So open up your heart and let God drop a word. Welcome to Drop a Word Podcast, and this is Reverend Brenda Murray, your host. Um, We're still in the Power Series. This is our Episode 7, and the title of Episode 7 is The Power of the Cross, It is Finished. The Power of the Cross, It is Finished. We have two foundational verses I want to read coming out of John 19 and 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. Keep that in mind. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And then Hebrews 10, 12. But when Christ had offered for all things a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God. He sat down at the right hand of God. So when you read these two verses, two things is pointed out that it is finished. Everything that Jesus did on the cross, he finished. And now he sits down at the right hand of God Almighty. So it is finished is the last words that Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. And finished just simply means completed. Everything that Jesus uh, accomplished on the cross for us was all completed, pleated, excuse me, when he said it is finished. Now Jesus sat down now at the right hand of God. He earned that position after dying on the cross for our sins and being raised again from the dead by God. So his position now is one of the highest place and the highest honor possible. So when you say it is finished, what you're saying is that I don't have anything else to do. I'm going to really finish. There's no more for me to do. And in essence, that's what Jesus was saying when he died on the cross his last words, it is finished. There's nothing more that he has to do really to secure our salvation. So you have you ever asked yourself, what did Jesus accomplish for us on the cross? I, I know I have asked that question many a times. I know uh, he died for me, but what all did he accomplish? Now you can only find that answer in the word of God. You won't find that answer anywhere else, but in the word of God. So in this podcast, I want to share 10 accomplishments Jesus made for us on the cross. Just 10, 10 accomplishments. Now, when you read the Bible, you will see that there are so many, many accomplishments that Jesus made, but I just want to touch on 10 of them, just 10 of them. So the first one I want to touch on is salvation for all. Salvation means uh, to be saved or delivered from the penalty of sin. There's consequences when we sin. And with salvation, what Jesus accomplished on the cross is he saved us or delivered us from the penalty of of sin. That's the first thing he did. And this salvation is for all people. It doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter where you come from, where you didn't come from. Salvation is for all people. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Familiar verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, John three sixteen. And then Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's anybody. And then Romans 10, 13, I mean, I'm sorry, First Timothy 2 and 4 says, God, our Savior, desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the very first thing that Jesus accomplished on that cross for us is salvation for the whole world. Then once you receive Jesus as your Savior, guess what? You are now a child of God. That's another thing that Jesus accomplished. So number two is now you are a child of God. Romans eight sixteen, the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then John 1, 12 says, but as many as receive him, as many as put their trust in what Jesus did on the cross, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I know what you're thinking. Aren't we all God's children? And No, every human being on this earth is created by God. And yes, God loved them. But we can only become his child when we receive what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Then we become his child. So secondly, you are a child of God. Third, God is your heavenly father. That is awesome right there. God is now my heavenly father. From God, we have received the spirit of adoption as son by whom we cry. Our Father, Romans 8:15. See, being a child of God means we have been born into God's family. We become God's children, and God becomes our heavenly father. Through faith in what Jesus accomplished on the cross, He becomes our Heavenly Father. So we can now pray with confidence: our Father who are in heaven. And then four. Jesus accomplished our citizenship. Our citizenship, this is once you receive Jesus as your Savior, our citizenship is now in heaven. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven for where we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Being a citizen of heaven means on this earth, We are just temporary residents. We're just here temporarily. Our true home, our true residence is in heaven. So Colossians 3.2, because our citizenship is in heaven, it tells us to set your affection on things above and not on things on this earth. Because Jesus accomplished our citizenship. We are now, uh, our citizenship is now in heaven. And then five, one of my favorite ones is that I'm justified. Uh, Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Or you can make it personal. I have peace with God through my Lord Jesus Christ. See, we are acquitted. Now, in the earthly court, only the person that is innocent can be acquitted of all charges if you're innocent. In God's heavenly court, we are all guilty for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But after putting our faith in what Jesus did on the cross, God declares us not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. All the mess I've all the mess up, the sins I've committed, once I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, God said, oh, yeah, you were guilty, but you're not guilty anymore. I acquit you. So what he does is he justifies us, declare us not guilty. In other words, he declared the unjust. Now you're just. Now, how wonderful and how powerful is that? That that God will justify us. So number six, Jesus accomplished sanctification. In 1 Corinthians six eleven, and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified. There's that word again, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Sanctified means you've been set apart. He calls you out of the world He makes you a citizen of heaven. And what he does, he set you apart unto himself. He makes you holy. He consecrate you. You are set apart for his glory, for his purpose, and for his honor. He set you apart. He sanctified you. That makes me feel special that God will sanctify me, set me apart. And set, and set me apart for him and for his glory and for his honor. So the seventh thing that Jesus accomplished for us is redemption. Now, uh, Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. See, redemption means to attain release by the payment of a price so in other words yeah jesus died on the cross for us Um, the power of the cross he had to pay a price and that price for our sin was his precious precious blood so redemption means a price had to be paid jesus paid the price for our sin he redeemed us from sin from death and from and from the enemy so we've been redeemed we've been bought with a price and that price is the precious blood of Jesus redemption and then because of redemption we now have access to his throne oh yes Hebrews 4 16 let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may attain mercy find grace and help in time of need That is an invitation. God invites us to come boldly to his throne. We don't have to come timid. We don't have to come shy. But we can come boldly with courage, with confidence before the throne of grace. Come. He invites us to come. He's your heavenly father. Now he said, come to my throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may attain mercy find grace and help in a time of need how awesome is that how awesome the power of the cross and then number nine we have fellowship with the father wow not only can you come and lay your burdens down at his feet you can just come and just fellowship with him in first john 1 3 what we have seen and heard we did we proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ so one of the most blessed privilege we have as a new creature in christ is that of fellowship with god we can come boldly to the throne of grace we can fellowship with him See, fellowship is a Greek, well, yes, a Greek word means and it means sharing, participation, or fellowship. You can just come before his throne and just fellowship with the Father. Tell him how much you love and how much you adore him and how thankful you are that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. The power of that cross. And then number 10, this is one of my favorite ones. And it's reconciliation. Whenever I see that word reconciliation, uh, especially when it pertains to the Bible, I always think about welcome home. Welcome home. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So reconciliation means to be reunited or joined. You know, through Adam, when Adam sinned, we were separated. The human race was separated from the Father. Jesus died on the cross and He reunites us to the Father. We've been reunited or joined back to the Father. That's what reconciliation is all about. That's why I say, welcome home. We're back where we belong because of the power of the cross. I don't know about you, but I thank God the cross I thank God for giving us his only begotten son you know there's a saying that Jesus thought you were worth dying for he did he thought you were worth dying for so how can anyone forget the cross or how can anyone remain unchanged by it yet yes it happens all the time through unbelief and ungratitude sometimes it runs deep in the human race but all that Jesus accomplished on the cross he did it for you he did it for me but if you are not already his faithful follower you're rejecting all that he did acting as if the cross is unimportant unworthy of the commitment of your life i want to ask you a question isn't it time that you confess who he is and what he has done for you Isn't it time to give your life to him who gave his life for you? The power of the cross, it is finished. He accomplished so much for us on the cross. This is Reverend Brenda Murray, the host of Drop a Word podcast. And I pray that this message has been illuminating, that you are able to apply it, and if you do, transformation will take place.